For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I'm not a betting guy, but for y'all that are, there's Bet Online. The summer is still heating up with tons of exciting sports action, and Bet Online is where you can find it. From basketball and hockey playoffs to baseball's marquee matchups, including prop bets and futures, Bet Online has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. everybody welcome to another episode of believe in kentucky on the believe podcast network number one podcast network for professionals my name is Vinny hardy we got a big time guest another great guest lots of knowledge coming your way from cats illustrated we got justin Rowland coming in here today on the episode how you doing justin good Vinny. appreciate you having me on man looking forward to it yeah man and look i been a little minute. You've been hump- gracious enough to come on, you know, the mm-hmm. Cats Talk Wednesday podcast with myself and TB. First time having you on this one. Mm-hmm. You are a girl dad. It finally became a girl dad. Finally, so you yeah. a lot of boys. You got a little girl now. I know she's growing up and becoming a toddler. So my question to you before we talk UK, is she holding her own with the big brothers or is she already running the show and bossing them around? What's the status with, with the – your little girl. She runs this place. I mean, she, she's got dad in her corner. I don't have favorites. My wife thinks that I have a favorite. I don't think I've ever raised my voice at her. I think I really got to get better about drawing firm lines and drawing boundaries and even punishing sometimes. Cause I'm terrible. I mean, she's got my heart. She's got me wrapped around her little finger and she screams, man, if, if it's loud and she's having trouble getting the word out. I mean, she screams everybody, people down the street probably hear it. So she's doing okay. There you go. I wonder, and I don't have daughters, but mm-hmm. I'm sure I would be, you know, putty in her hands. It just sounds like you are. I guess yeah. daddy's girl thing is just no denying that she would just have me wrapped around her finger like yours has you. I would have denied that, like, I would fall prey to that. I would have said, nope, nope, I'm going to be tough. But no, sure enough, it's diff- it is a little different. It's not better, but it's different for sure. Yeah. That'll work. Well, good job to her for just whipping all them big brothers in shape. No yeah. yeah. Yeah, she does that. Good stuff. And we got for summer, we still got all kind of stuff happening 
On the Kentucky front, football yep. side, basketball side. I got to take a second and tell y'all about Moink and Moinkbox.com. Moink was founded by an eighth generation farmer who was featured on Shark Tank. Host Kevin O'Leary said it's the best bacon he's ever tasted. And Kevin is right. I got some and it is delicious. Jamie Seminoff, the creator of the Ring Video Doorbell, invested in Moink. Why do just four companies control 80% of the U.S. meat industry? Because big food crushes the little guy. You can help change that with moinkbox.com. Why are 97% of the chickens served in the U.S. dipped in chlorine? Simple, because big food doesn't have the same quality standards as the family farm. That's why you need moinkbox.com. The best bacon, the best steak, the best chicken, and the best salmon you'll ever eat won't come from the grocery store. You'll only find it on the family farm and caught by independent Alaskan fishermen. That's why you need moinkbox.com. Join the Moink movement today. Go to moinkbox.com slash believe right now and listeners to this show will get free bacon for a year with every box ordered. That's one year of the best bacon you'll ever taste, but for a limited time. Spelled M-O-I-N-K box dot com slash believe. That's moinkbox.com slash B-L-E-A-V. Today you did have Yinkadare though, that was yeah, that's right. What's the latest on on Dare? Is is you know, could this be the potentially the second transfer from LSU? Yeah, I think it's going to happen. I think it is going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I think it's going to be soon. And, uh, you know, I saw some people saying maybe Missouri, maybe Baylor, maybe Florida State. I think if he if he couldn't get into Kentucky, Florida State would be the one to watch. But he, I think he's going to Kentucky. I think he's tied in with Chris Vaughn, uh, the trainer in Louisville at Aspirations. And Kentucky, Vince Morrow have a pretty good batting average with guys who have come through with Vaughn lately, with Wandale and Keonta Goodwin and – kind of a pipeline and uh you know he's training with Keonta and I mean you're talking I wouldn't say offensive line was like their biggest need so it surprised me a little bit when I heard about it from Dave Lackford originally um but this guy could be a first round pick you know Kelvin Joseph um he drove people a little bit crazy at times but he was a great player and he was a second round pick and he's going to help the program's brand and this guy is is basically Kelvin Joseph plus 150 pounds. I mean, you know, it, it's the same eligibility. He's going to be one and done. Everybody knows he's going to be one and done. He's going to upgrade a position that is already pretty good. And yeah, I mean, it's, it worked for him with, with Kelvin and this guy could be big time. And you said, if he gets into Kentucky or what's the, what's the little I mean, he's, he put it, put it like this. He's, he's failed a few tests and I'm not talking about academics. He's failed. He's failed a few tests. And, you know, I'm glad today that, you know, uh, the stigma attached to that is, is, is lessening. It's not what it was. I think everybody that I've spoken with about dare has said he has had this struck, this one struggle this one thing, but he's the foundation to be a really good, good person. And he has been a really good person in every other respect. He's just kind of um, he's kind of made the same mistake a few times. The first time he was suspended at LSU, he was actually suspended. One of the guys suspended with him was Kelvin Joseph. 
Mm. So there's a connection there. Mm. Um, but yeah, I've, I've heard really good personal character reviews on him. Jimmy Smith, who's the publisher of the LSU rival site says that he's always found him to be very polite, very engaging, very intelligent. And, uh, Kentucky wouldn't bring him in if they didn't think that he would fit into the locker room because they've had some bad experiences. Marcellus Jones didn't last very long. EJ Price came in from USC. Uh, that didn't work out. And I don't think this guy is the same is the same kind of cat. I think he's uh, he's somebody who who when he was good and straight, I mean, he thrived at LSU. I mean, he said he started three games for the Joe Moore award winning offensive line national championship team as a freshman. And was maybe one of their best players last year at LSU. So it would be a big upgrade to bring him in. You know, it's still, it was stupid. has been here for a while. We, we've seen recruiting continue to, to improve. And yeah. some of the stuff that we haven't been used to as football fans, now we're, we're starting to kind of, okay, this is, this is what a big time football school does. Yeah. Still wrapping my head around, you, know, you get a transfer. Kelvin Jones from LSU comes to Kentucky. Wow. A uh, Joey Gatewood comes from Auburn to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And now a Dare Rosenthal potentially from LSU again. The big name premier SEC schools and their guys are leaving there and coming to Kentucky. That's that's still kind of a new something to get used to for me. It took a long time for that to happen. Yeah. For a long time, Kentucky fans would watch like Louisville get some of these transfers, like a Georgia linebacker, a transfer in or somebody, somebody like, it didn't really happen with Kentucky. And uh, I think they've gotten to the point now where I, the big thing with transfers is they don't have as long. They don't have like four or five years. It's kind of like a Juco guy. He's like, where, where can I go? That's going to showcase me. Where can I go with a track record of putting guys into the combine, putting guys into the draft? And in two of the last three drafts and combines, Kentucky has been just as represented as pretty much anybody. So, and not not only that, but you think about the JUCO guys they've had. He's not a JUCO, but it's kind of similar, you know, with Zedarius and and uh, you know all kinds of guys. Um, so, I, they got a pretty good selling point, and you know it worked. With, I think here, what happened with Joseph is the big thing. He watched what Kelvin did, and he became a second round pick after going in and having some struggles, some troubles at LSU. And, you know, he probably sees that he can do the exact same thing. Makes sense. But you're out there in Missouri. So let's just go ahead and talk about this second game of the year. Yeah. At Kroger Field. Is Missouri as far along as in your eyes as everybody wants to say they are? I know they beat LSU last year to open the season and, yeah, Rinkwood's got all the hype and all that, but are they are they really are they really that legit? I I think Kentucky fans are looking at Missouri and they're like, well, the media always does this with South Carolina. How many years do we hear South Carolina is going to be a top twenty five team and we beat South Carolina every year? Mm-hmm. Uh, and now they see Missouri and maybe a couple people pick Missouri ahead of Kentucky. I I think it, it, there's some truth to it that Kentucky gets slept on, and I think Kentucky gets slept on because it's kind of Kentucky, frankly, Kentucky to a lot of outsiders, a little bit boring because they run the ball and they play defense and they run the clock and South Carolina had a lot of talent and they had Lou Holtz and Steve Spurrier and a great run. And, and Missouri now has a quarterback, Connor Bazelak, who was very efficient last year and, and Drinkwitz, the coach was great at App State for one year, was great. Uh, he overachieved his first year at Missouri. They return a lot of guys. 
I, I've got Kentucky ahead of Missouri in the East just because I think Kentucky has more talent top to bottom. I think they're deeper. I think they're more balanced team, especially with the offense. I think being poised to take a step forward. Um, I just think Kentucky has more talent than Missouri, but I understand picking Missouri ahead of Tennessee and South Carolina and Vanderbilt. Um, I, I don't put a lot of stock into last year's loss to Missouri. I'm not, I'm not writing it off, but like you remember John Schlarman had not passed away yet. And I just, he didn't make that trip. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's when everybody kind of realized that, you know, something is, is way off here. And I just felt like their heads and their minds and their hearts really were never in that game. Um, but otherwise it's been a series that Kentucky has fared well in. That's, that's where I'm at. You, you, you had to play the game where it was on the schedule. Yeah. They played the full schedule. Didn't miss any due to COVID. Can't make excuses. Missouri won 20 to 10, but there was the peripheral. Yeah. Everything surrounding that played a role. You tipped your hat to Missouri. They won the game, but I'm, I'm with you. There was a, there was a lot. A lot going on. They they go his last game in Neyland, you break that streak, and then he can't travel to Columbia. And then so it's mm-hmm. the high and low of that. It's just it was a lot. Yeah. The one thing I will say is Kentucky has to pl- I mean, even beyond the motivation piece, they have to they gotta have a better game plan against Missouri. They did they were not balanced last year, and Missouri was, is stout enough that they can stack the box and, and slow you down a little bit. Their defensive line should be good this year. The big thing is uh, Bez, like the quarterback, took what Kentucky gave him. He wasn't throwing the ball into triple coverage. He, If Kentucky was giving you five yards, he would take five yards. He would take six yards. He would hand off for five yards. And they kept Kentucky off the field that whole game because Connor Bezalak was content to take what the defense gave him. And that's why Kentucky beat Tennessee and Mississippi State, because those quarterbacks were not patient. Those quarterbacks were not willing to take what was there. They tried to force it into coverage, and all those interceptions happened. But Basilak was, even as a freshman, he was recruited by Kentucky, uh, was more patient than those guys. And, uh, yeah, that's something that he will be patient again. That's who he is, and Kentucky's going to have to go out and make plays. So, yeah, for him to do that the whole game and and – not make a mistake that you think you're going to force yeah, him. He made no mistakes. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You got to give him credit. Um, tomorrow's July the 1st. So oh. NIL, NIL yeah. in addition to Bobby Bonilla Day, it's NIL. So uh, <laughs> what, look, it's it's the infancy stages. You know, you, you see some that are hesitant and you know kind of like coaches adopting the three-point line back in the day some jumped on it like Patino some were like no 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 what do you see happening with the landscape how do you kind of see it playing out until some uniformity kind of gets spread out uh, among areas? I get the I get the impression that uh Kentucky is maybe has not been as aggressive on it as some other schools I, I don't I don't want to sound like an alarmist but I do think that I'm not blaming Barnhart for this, but I I do think that there are some schools that I've just seen be a little bit more proactive. I've I've talked to a lot of different people who who are publishers of sites for other teams and like Ohio State and Oklahoma, for instance, have been very aggressive about marketing their players' social media accounts. And I said this on Twitter tonight, the best and the easiest thing that that schools can do is grow the number of followers that that their athletes have. 
Ohio State's going to go in and tell a quarterback, look, the last three quarterbacks that have played here have increased their follower total by 7,000%. What does this translate to in real dollars when you're talking about local businesses? Because you're really just, the schools aren't paying people, but they can help you monetize your brand by increasing your reach. And I, I don't know that Kentucky has done a whole lot of that. You see players doing that on their own. I've read that the thing that Kentucky has on their website for what they're doing. And it, and a lot of it seems kind of, I mean, it seems good, but I wouldn't say they're one of the schools out there pushing the hardest. I, I have no doubt this is going to help Kentucky basketball. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know whether it's going to be a net plus or a net negative for Kentucky football. I have a hard time thinking that it's going to help them as much as it helps those upper echelon SEC programs, because those are really all college towns where it's the only show in town and they got huge fan bases, huge stadiums. Kentucky has some of that, um, but they really need to get out in front of it and be one of the, one of the schools pushing the envelope. And I haven't sensed that yet. And to me, you know, you, you're going to hear what you want to hear or we all know Mitch Barnhart isn't like just bursting with personality. So maybe, yeah. Yeah. maybe he isn't as apprehensive as he seems just cause he's kind of, you know, quiet and reserved and, and, but I have to give, you know, the, the rivalry is what it is, but I have to kind of give Louisville credit. I listened to Vince yeah. Ray and he says, I'm excited. I'm happy for it. As a former student athlete, I can empathize Louisville is a metropolitan area, but it doesn't have professional teams. We can take, he said a lot of things that if I'm a, I mean, I know they, they got their share of investigations going on, but if I'm a a player hearing him say those things, that, that kind of has to make your ears perk up. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, it's, nobody knows what's going to happen. One thing I will say, I hear a lot of people saying it's going to change things. It's not going to change things a whole lot. I think it's going to change a lot, man. I I think, I think everything is going to be different from, you know, people hosting autograph signings to guys are already struggling to balance the hours that go into being a division one athlete with being a student and having some kind of social life and and keeping relationships up back home. And maybe you got a girlfriend and you got, a lot, of, a lot of stuff to, to work on for school this week. I mean, how do you then manage all these commitments? I don't, they're, they're not like 45 year olds who have li- a ton of life experience. They're tr- going to try to monetize, monetize, monetize as much as possible. And some guys are going to feel like beating their heads against a wall because it, it, there's just not going to be much demand. And for other people, there's not going to be enough. To, I mean, there, there's, the demand is going to be off the charts. Mm-hmm. Just to give you an example of how much is going to change. I mean, I've heard a lot of people talking about us in the media what what happens when a website buys exclusive rights to interview somebody I mean, what happens when if rivals were to say we want to be the only people to have access to justin rogers as a recruit wow. you know and and what would that contract look like um what what does it look like when they when they get to school right now you have to go through the school you've had to go through the school to interview any of their players that are on scholarship, mm-hmm. that's going to be outsourced to brand agents. Now wow. you're going to be going through agents instead of um, sports information <laughs> departments in some cases, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of news that's broken at the, at the NBA or the NFL level is guys having a relationship with agents from the media. That's a something I'm going to have to break into. That's something I'm going I'm to have to swim in those waters and talk to those people. I mean, there's a million things that we we can't even really predict right now. So it's exciting, but but it's intimidating. You're going to be channeling your shams and woge. Yeah. That's 
That's crazy. Yeah. I thought about that. Um, going back to the football, and we, we talk about everything, the progress we've seen and the improvements we've seen. Two things that are glaring are, you know, Javon Boonite's already on thin ice. And then you have Dan Brezowitz with his situation. So what, I mean, how, what, what is to do? How do you, you tight, you tell your staff to, Hey, we got to tighten this up. This isn't players acting a fool. You got, these are guys on your staff that are acting a fool. So what does he kind of do to address this? Now, one of the things that I admired about Stoops is he really created a family culture around the program. And you see with coaches and their, their wives and their, their kids and their families coming together and they still do it on Wednesdays. And I'm sure that's still there, but it looks bad from the outside. And uh, I know, I know Brezowitz Brez better than I, I knew Bo Knight just because he's new, he's newer. Um, I will say I saw, I saw Bo Knight working at the camps and he, uh, he, he was working. I mean, he was to his credit. And I think that has to be extremely difficult for him because I don't expect him to be at Kentucky beyond this year. I think my understanding is as of, as of now, in kind of an unofficial informal way, he's kind of been demoted to kind of an off field position. Mm-hmm. And uh, Scott Woodward, who came in from the Los Angeles Rams with Liam Cohen has kind of been working with the receivers. And I think, I think you say thin ice. I mean, I, that's generous because I, I don't think he's going to be around after this year. I just think there was so much staff turnover already. And the other thing is, um, setting setting a precedent, you have to be careful. Well, you got a DUI, you're gone down the road. Maybe there's a DUI where the circumstances aren't as bad, or maybe um, it, it's just not the same situation. Stoops doesn't want to have backed himself into a corner where say you have to fire him because he's made a mistake. And I think that uh, that's why he didn't fire him immediately. Uh, but it's a bad look. I think between me and well, between me and you and everybody listening, I think. Um, it hurt them with a recruit, somebody they're recruiting. I'm not going to name who, but we've heard it through the grapevine that they said, look at these arrests that are happening at Kentucky. And I think Kentucky might lose that kid now. And it was been a guy who, who they've been really high on and really aggressive after. And you know what, if the shoe were on the other foot, Kentucky would be saying, why are you going to go there? A couple of guys getting arrested. That's not a family atmosphere. So I think Stoops needs to be jealous of the culture that he's created and, and guard it. With, with, with a lot of defensiveness and he needs, I mean, I, I respect those guys. I like those guys, but he's got to make a statement that it's not going to be tolerated. Yeah. Cause that can, that can undo all that can tear down everything you built just as easily as any other aspect. This could just as well, just as quickly. I, I don't, I'm not saying they're Tennessee. They're not Tennessee. They've kind of been the anti Tennessee in terms of overachieving and having a culture and having continuity, but you don't want, that run of bad news of off field stuff. And, you know, it's, it's, it's not good. I, I would say this about Brezowitz. I'm not, I'm not going to defend um, anybody uh, that allegedly, um, you know, take, take something out on, on any woman, but you know, I, we, we all do make mistakes and it just, it sucks. Like the, the whole story sucks all the way around and it, it makes me sad. And, you know, it's unfortunate. I feel for everybody involved, but yeah, I'm with you. I think Stoops needs to make a statement. Yeah, because like you said, we're not. They're not Tennessee. I mean, you you heard the term former cup and you chuckled because everybody yeah. knew what that meant. And that's it was yeah. so common knowledge. That's right. Yeah. In Knoxville, outside of Knoxville, any any in college football circles, you knew. So you, you automatically knew. So that's 
not where you want to be headed for sure. No, you, it, you can, it take, it's taken Kentucky football really two decades to get over um, those sanctions. Well, maybe not two decades. It took them maybe a decade to get over the sanctions uh, completely, maybe less than that with Woodson and those guys, but it takes a long time. That's the point. And, uh, but you can ruin that just like life. You know, you can live a good life. You can do everything the right way. One or two bad choices can do something to your reputation that you, you never get back, you know, and it, it follows you. That's it. One more quick thing. I don't know how much yeah. insight you got on it, but you know, UK baseball sent a big exodus kind of like the women's basketball team saw under Mitchell a few years ago. Yeah. He was able to get it back, but as far as coach Mignon, how does, how does he try to regroup and you don't have a lot of scholarships and all these guys are leaving. How can you get good when you haven't had, you know, any tournament runs in, what, four years now, how can yeah. you turn all of that around with in such a short amount of time? That's the thing. Like what, what got me when the extension came out and I I've since learned that the extension really doesn't mean anything. It was just done so he can recruit. You he couldn't recruit guys if facing everything he was facing, if he didn't have that support from the university. But I mean, I don't, I don't know of too many examples of a coach riding the ship when it's been this bad for this long. And, you know, he, it started out good, but it's just been down, down, down ever since. And when you're on that trajectory, uh, it's very hard to pull yourself out of, you know, especially with this exodus now with these guys leaving the program. I know they're excited about some of the guys they're bringing into the program, but the deck is stacked against him for sure. The odds are against him for sure. This is a do or die season, no matter how close he and Mitch are. Um, th this is the, the last chance he's going to have. He's he better have him in the in the NCAA tournament, or I don't see it going beyond one more year. We started the podcast talking about a potential football addition. So flipping to basketball, Jalen Durham, yeah, big hot name now. So what do we think will happen as far as you know? Him being added, his visit, how's, how's it shaking out with him? You know, these visit reports, like, I'm, I, I feel bad for basketball recruiting writers because it's so hard to get in touch with these top 10, top 15, top 20 guys. Like, they just – they have their small circles, understandably, and they don't talk a whole lot. So, it's kind of a running joke. How did the visit go? Well, it probably went pretty well. Um, but we've heard for a little while, Travis Graff and David Sis, they follow it closer than I do, and they've heard that – College is a much more realistic option than anybody re has realized for a long time. And that if he does go to college, that Kentucky would have the leg up. And I know some people have kind of wavered on that, gotten iffy on it. But, I mean, those guys have been hearing that Kentucky has a, has a pretty good shot. And that would, I mean, that would change the makeup of, of not just Kentucky, but the whole sport for this year. So it's, it's something we got to talk about. Absolutely. And I know you were pressed for time to come on, but I got to tell you about our sponsor. So whenever – we're talking about time. La Terrain, they make great watches. They have so many different styles. LaTerrain.com is the website. You can get your different styles, Justin, get your different bands. You always know what time it is. You can get the legacy, the compass. Uh, Dave and Ben do a great job. You know, Tony, who was on the podcast with me, has endorsed them for a long time. A lot of other athletes they've reached out to. So go to LaTerrain.com. You won't be disappointed. You got to get yourself a nice watch from those guys. And it's been a mad year for your Cardinals and my Braves. So this is 
just it's tough, just a tough summer for us on the diamond. Let's just, let's just turn the page on baseball in 2021. I could I could wait until next year's. Had big disappointment for the Cardinals, but you yeah. got to have healthy, good pitching to do to go anywhere in this sport. That's it. Yeah. Well, man, I appreciate you hopping on and taking time out to hop on the podcast. I always appreciate your knowledge and your insight and your grind. We always love Thanks. you on Twitter and uh, updates on the family and everything too. So hopefully you can catch your breath a little bit before the season yes. get here. And man, as always, appreciate you so much for hopping on Believe in Kentucky presented by Bet Online. Y'all rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast to hear Justin as well as our other episodes from back in the archives. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you, Vinny. Enjoyed it, man. All right. Just want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast. And thanks again to Justin Rowland of Cats Illustrated for coming on with us on this week's episode. Y'all be sure to follow Believe in Kentucky on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We'll be back with another fun episode next week. Rate, review, subscribe, wherever you get your podcast, download it. You can always get it straight to your device. And we'll catch everybody this time next week. This has been Believe in Kentucky, presented by Bet Online. Everybody take care. We'll be back next week. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.